Amid the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, Americans acted on equal parts fear and necessity, converting our homes into offices, gyms, and schools. Porters decimated stocks of toilet paper and hand sanitizer from just about every store coast to coast. Months worth of prescription drugs were frantically filled, and no one was shy about stocking up on canned goods because grocery shopping felt like tempting fate. Those uncertain first days and weeks of the pandemic left Americans desperate for good news and a distraction. For those who were healthy, the downtime was ripe for home improvement projects and baking banana bread. But some families and individuals thought the mandates brought on by the pandemic were an opportune time to get a puppy. From Yahoo Finance, this is Illegal Tender Season 6. I'm Stephanie Asimkos, and I'm a reporter at Yahoo Finance. Since the start of the pandemic, I've closely followed trends on what people are buying, what they're doing with their stimulus checks, and how people are spending their time during this unprecedented moment in history. I'm also no stranger to reporting on scams. It was only in February that I hosted season four of Illegal Tender and took a hard look at multi-level marketing companies. But that feels like it was eons ago. Another scam has come into my world, and it's one that will break the hearts of animal lovers. The decision to bring home a new puppy during pandemic lockdown isn't flawed logic. A new puppy is a major distraction. It's a milestone moment that's cause for celebration. It gets the whole family involved. And overnight, stay at home and shelter in place orders grounded us. All of the excuses people made to not get a dog suddenly faded. People stopped traveling and working long hours at businesses and owners could now devote their undivided attention to acclimating their new dogs to their new surroundings, housebreaking, and obedience training. And and let it be said that dogs are exceptional at soothing frayed nerves, maintaining sanity, and boosting moods. All things a lot of us could use right now. Pets can also decrease feelings of anxiety, depression, and loneliness. So who's to say if people acted on impulse or not? But hopeful dog parents took to the internet in search of new fur babies. Google Trends reveals that the search term puppy spiked during the last week in March, and interest has roughly stayed the same ever since. Pandemic puppies were such hot commodities that reports of possible shortages of adoptable dogs first made headlines in March in outlets like the Wall Street Journal, HuffPost, Bloomberg, and the Los Angeles Times. People fell in love with pictures of floppy-eared fluff balls with puppy dog eyes, deals were brokered, contracts were signed, money was sent, and for some, a wild goose chase ensued because the alleged breeder was bogus. Many have encountered scammers, namely through Facebook, who advertise for dogs using stock or stolen images. 
They build up the hopes of people looking to buy a dog, but always deny their requests to meet the dog in advance, conveniently citing social distancing as an excuse. But the ruse doesn't stop there. These alleged breeders upsell would-be dog owners on services because it's widely known that nothing stands in between a pet owner and their pet. So premiums are spent on things like climate-controlled dog crates, travel insurance, and canine COVID-19 vaccines. That's not a thing, by the way. All to make the supposed dog's travel more humane and comfortable. They request money via wire transfer, untraceable digital payment like Venmo or PayPal, or prepaid gift card. All for a dog that doesn't exist. Stories from the heartbroken and conned are rampant. The Better Business Bureau issued a warning in May, alerting consumers that puppy scams are spiking, with more reports about bogus pet websites in April than the first three months of the year combined. In 2017, the organization conducted an in-depth investigation and concluded that, at the time, at least 80% of the sponsored advertising links in internet searches for pets may be fraudulent. There's no telling what that number is right now. And sadly, puppy scams aren't new. They perennially pop up during the winter holidays and Valentine's Day. But scammers are now exploiting the pandemic to bilk people out of thousands of dollars. On the Better Business Bureau's scam tracker, over 1,200 puppy scams have been reported from March to late June, which is the time of this recording. The majority cite the scam was an online purchase, and they lost anywhere between a couple hundred to several thousand dollars. Two of the user-reported scams say they were conned out of $60,000 and $34,000. But there's strong evidence to support that those 1,200 reported scams don't begin to scratch the surface of this insidious and nefarious world. I mean, think about it. It takes a lot of courage to step forward and say that you've been conned. For many, the humiliation and defeat prevents them from embarking down an unknown path of advocacy and the red tape that comes with trying to recoup money that was essentially sent into the ether. But not everyone stays silent. This season, you're going to hear from victims of these puppy scams. You'll meet two women, Eleanor and Suzanne Smith. Eleanor lives in England. She's a 20-something student who is studying biomedical research. Her search for a chocolate Labrador started in June. Eleanor's a dog lover, but it's been over two decades since her family has owned a dog. Her father tested positive and beat COVID-19, and this dog would join their family at a really positive time. Suzanne's a retiree who lives in sunny Southern California with her husband. She's a proud grandmother who recently became a great-grandmother. Suzanne's been a dog owner for years and recently lost a beloved Yorkie pup. During the pandemic, she started her search for a new four-legged companion. 
Both women followed leads from targeted Facebook ads. Between the two of them, nearly $10,000 was lost, and some of it was never recovered. You'll also hear from Josh Kreinberg. Josh is the Chief Administrative Officer and General Counsel at Puppy Spot. Think of Puppy Spot as a full-service puppy concierge. Its network consists of vetted breeders and matches puppies with forever homes. Puppy Spot is also, terrible pun warning, watchdog for internet puppy scams and works with Washington lawmakers to fight online pet scams. In our conversation, you'll learn to spot the red flags of phony puppy scams. But first, let's connect with Suzanne and hear her convoluted account of an alleged dog breeder who basically held her dog hostage because his friend's car broke down in Arizona and wanted Suzanne to pay for the auto repair. Here she is recounting how she lost close to five figures and her husband almost drove from Southern California to Denver to pick up a poodle that never existed. Just a quick note before this episode begins. Even though we're pros at producing podcasts, the audio quality of the interview you're about to hear isn't the best. It was recorded in my home and not in a sound studio. You'll hear me occasionally type notes on my laptop, traffic and sirens from the outside world, and the hum of my air conditioning unit. That said, here we go. My name is Suzanne Smith, and I currently and have for the last many, many years, lived in Southern California. I'm 72 years old and have one new great grandchild. Walk me through why it is that we're talking today. What happened with this puppy? Well, um, it started with, uh, we've had for many years now, this was our, we had a two Yorkshire Terriers, miniature Yorkshire Terriers. So we like the little tiny, you know, the little cuddly dogs. And in April, we had to have our second one put down. And I was just devastated. And so for about a month after, you know, emotional crisis, (laughs) I started thinking about looking into getting another small dog, but maybe trying a different breed. And when I was looking through the internet, I found pictures of miniature and toy poodles. Well, the toy poodles are very, very small. And so I fell in love with that idea and I found a website and I looked at the pictures and there was a place for me to inquire. And so I asked if the puppy was still available and the person who answered me wanted me to chat on something called oh gosh it was like something what oh what's 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 up what's up yes i knew that what in and i thought well i didn't even have that on my phone so i had to down go to the app store and get it loaded onto my phone and I thought, well, maybe this is something they do. I don't know. I had never dealt with anything like this before. So we texted back and forth, but then it also could, he could call me from that app. 
And so I had a phone number coming from WhatsApp. And his name, and is it, I mean, I, I don't know why I couldn't give the name he used. This might not even be his real name. His name was Harry Jason. And supposedly he lived in Denver, Colorado. Now, after I started looking for the puppy elsewhere, I didn't see anything that I liked better than this one particular puppy that he showed me. So I questioned, you know, the she was only $884. Now, that should have been a red flag for me right there. If I would have been thinking about the cost of special bred puppies and AKC puppies, I would have known that this was awfully cheap. And so... What did that $884, that, did that include transport from Denver to Southern California? Actually, actually I think the it was eight, eight maybe it was, uh, my husband told me last night, now I can't remember. It, I think this was including transport. Oh, wow. It would be flying. Okay, now if you've added it up. The cost of flying a little puppy out to Southern California from Denver, Colorado, and the cost of the puppy, $884 just would not cover. I mean, he wouldn't make anything, to my, and we figured out after the fact. So once I sent him the, through PayPal, $884.99. Then I get um, a text from him at the airport that they needed $1,980 for in flight insurance to get her out of this, to let her fly from Denver to California. And then he told me it didn't come through on his PayPal account. Well, I looked. I don't, I had never used it before in that manner. So, because it, it's used by email addresses, you send it to this particular email address. He says, try sending it to this email address and gave me a second one. Well, what I was doing without knowing it is I was paying him two times this $1,980. And it was just, it was going and it went through. It's, it's sent on my, when I checked to see in my account how, I, how to do it, this was later on, I saw they both had been sent. And so I, I'm arguing with him about, you know, the fact that I'm seeing it sent. He's showing, he says, I want to see a picture, take a picture of it and send it to me. I mean, he was demanding and he, he was bossing me. Like I was, you know, an idiot, which I really was about this particular subject, or I wouldn't have gotten into the mess. I'm just saying I wasn't familiar with that. And I, my husband was home at the time to, you know, because he's very business minded and um, he questions things more than I do. I'm too trusting. That's my whole problem. Well, in the, at the right moment, there's times when you should have some sense of doubt uh, when you're not, you know, this just doesn't come 
ring a bell here. I've never seen anything like this before. So I didn't have anything to compare it with. And so all in all, we probably put out about $5,000. And then my husband was going to go pick the puppy up. A friend of his was going to ride with him. And they were going to go pick the puppy up and drive there. And Drive uh, to the airport or drive to Denver? Denver. This was after he... The second part was to get her out of the the airport to pay. I can't remember what his ex. For one thing, he had very thick accents, so it was very difficult for me to understand a lot of things. Oh, you spoke said. to him verbally. Yes. Okay, got it. Oh, and also, besides texting, I mean, texting was the easy part. I could have saved it. Yeah. But a lot of it was verbal. Because he had a, the phone line went to this WhatsApp also. I guess people use it where there's not good phone connections or something. I didn't, I don't know. But he said, oh, that's okay. My friend is, and his wife are going on vacation to Denver and they're leaving this Friday. And they can bring her to you. And I said, I said, well, that would be great. I said, and my husband said, you know, if they do that, we will give him $500 in cash for, stop, you know, dropping the puppy off. because To deliver saving, the dog to you. Yes. Because okay. it's saving him the money of getting, you know, out there and back and the, the time. I have one question. Just a timeline question. So... What's the elapsed time of when you first connected with this person, this alleged Harry, and till then connecting about, you know, trying to like broker this deal of this is how much the puppy costs, this is how much I can, you know, this is what I can do for you, to I guess I'm at the airport, I need more to I conveniently have friends coming to California. So what I guess what is that timeline there? I think it came somewhere within five days from the the beginning, you know, the very beginning, five to seven days maybe. That's quick. Yeah. I I mean, well, he was very I I guess that he want rush things to keep me from thinking any more about it or getting any more input from someone else yeah. and finding out that this was not the way that things should be done. Uh, this is not the way you do it. But nobody else had um, purchased a pet over the internet. And so they didn't, we didn't really have anybody we talked to about it, except that we were waiting, anxiously waiting for them to come. Then his friend, he says, my friend James is going to be bringing her. So I get a phone call from James, and he said he's in Arizona. This from the time they left, supposedly. And Ron and my husband said he probably never even left the state of Colorado. This this is a, this is how untimely and unethical the whole thing was he said his car broke down and he needed money to fix it now he and his wife are coming to california which is not a cheap place to stay you need 
money for room and gas and food and entertainment. So he would have had to have had some money with him. Or Everybody has at least one credit card. I know. I don't know of anybody who doesn't in our you know, age brackets because I, I don't even know how old he was, but I'm assuming probably 40, 50-ish, you know, maybe. And so I thought, I said, well, I says, no, I'm not sending any more money. I says, I've already sent money for the dog to be flown out. My husband was going to drive back. I says, no, I'm not going to send any more money. I says, I don't care how you get her here. If you have to take a bus. I said, but you better get her here because she's been paid for. I've got, he sent me a contract on email and it was a, a, a purchase, uh, a dog bill of sale. And this was on April 30th. And it has his name and address, our name and address. What's the address that he put down? It was uh, in Denver, Colorado. Have you Googled that address? Yes. And my, well, my, my husband's secretary from work did. And she said it's a residence, but they, there's no other way you could, you know, you can delve into it any further without an investigated you know, investigation of some kind. Right. But it, there's definitely public record of who owns it and who lives there. So I'm just interested if you could. Well, that's something we could have looked at. We still may, you know, may, I don't know if it's. Yeah. Late. I mean, you can definitely pursue yeah. this, but that's just the, that's the reporter in me. We got to look, we got to look this up. We got to see if this, this could be a dry cleaner. This could be a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. We have no idea. Well, she just said it was in a residential area. So uh, she's a little bit more savvy on that type oh. of thing than me. I, I've never had done it before, so I, I didn't have a well, And You're talking the, to a hardened New York cynic over here. so Oh, yes, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I'm thinking, you know, I, would, I started texting him, telling him, um, if you don't get the puppy to me, she's paid more, she's mine. I have a signed contract, you're signed, you signed it, I signed it, and it's, you know, it's it's legal and binding as far as I was concerned. Uh, I don't know if it is or not, uh, not if it's not notarized or something like that. So, you know, this was the ignorant mind of this type of, of business to me too. I just didn't, you know, I thought that was, you know, just like when you sign over a car to somebody, you sign the pink slip and you give them a little handwritten receipt or something. And so I, I, then I started threatening. I was, I was a king angry because I, I wanted this puppy very bad. I, you know, really started getting attached to the whole idea. Of course. I was going to ask probably at this point you have, you know, bowls and collars and a dog bed and a oh, name yes. picked out. Uh-huh. Like you're ready to, you're ready to receive, you're ready to nest yes. and, you know, get to your fullest like dog maternal instinct on this. So I can totally understand how you're getting, I mean, agitated puts it mildly, oh, you yeah. know, that, that you're, you know, getting anxious and nervous yeah. and scared. It's just, you know, small little animals. 
What is it? A toy? A teacup? What did you say? This this one was a teacup. A teacup. That's like two ounces. That's ridiculous. Yes, it is. I mean, they're about two pounds. Yes. And how many how many weeks old allegedly was this dog? Eight or nine. I think nine weeks old. Yeah. So probably barely a pound. Right. Probably. Oh. And I was telling, I told Harry after he, I spoke to this James about sending money for his car repair. Right. I, I said, you know, poodles, I've been reading up on the poodles, and poodles are very intolerant of heat. And he's in Arizona, broke down. And I said, that puppy could get sick. I said, you could lose that puppy. I said, and I, said I don't want that to happen. I suggest that you send you send him the money. It's your friend, not mine. And if you're the one that sent him out with her, we, my husband was ready to come and pick her up himself. And she would have been in a nice little bed between her, him and his friend. One could drive, the other could watch the puppy. They could make stops and give her water, food, and everything. And my husband's very good with that because we had two little dogs before and they traveled with us. Our last one went in our motor home with us when we went uh, across the States and she just loved it. So, uh, but anyway, the, the whole idea of her being, I'm still thinking this is for real that they're in Arizona. And my husband says they probably never even left the state of Colorado. I don't think there was ever Colorado. I don't, I don't think that anyone was ever in Colorado. I think that that was just a, a a far enough away destination from you, but still commutable. I mean, how long would your, how long would the car trip be from Southern California to Denver? What is that? Like multiple hours and hours, two days. Yeah, uh, probably if they would have stopped and got a, a motel, it would have probably, and just for enough sleep to get by to go and come back, it probably would be a, a two-day trip stopping that way, unless they switched off driving, but they still would have the puppy to care for on the way back. It might have taken a little bit longer. So we'll call it, yeah, we'll call it a quarter of a way across the country. Right, right. Okay. So um, that didn't happen, and I never got, I told him, I said, your friend James is trying to get more money out of me. I says, I suggest you send him the money so he can get the puppy to me. Well, that never happened, and everything sort of, I just read, went on a rant of texting him, telling him exactly, you know, what my feelings were. And I, I called him a thief. I said, this, I said, you're, you've stolen my money. You got my property. I paid for her. She's mine. And I would get, I would get no reply. Well, pretty soon I found out he had, like closed off the account. I tried calling the phone number and I would get an answering machine and he never returned my call. Then pretty soon when I called the phone number, it would it would ring and ring and ring and then it would just go dead. So I could never get a hold of him again. 
And that was when I just decided we had, you know, lost the whole thing, the money, the puppy. There was nothing we could do unless we hired a private investigator and a lawyer. And I said, we'd probably end up spending more money doing these things to locate. And my husband doesn't even feel like he was in Colorado. He was probably in foreign country. And this was just these pictures he had up on his uh, website, or it was actually in Facebook. It wasn't a website. Like puppies, the one that we bought this puppy from that we're getting, they have a beautiful website. It's so informative. It's so professional. Everything is just, you know, spot on. I mean, you couldn't ask for any more in a, a website where you buy a pet because they give you all the information on each breed that you can choose from from them. And he had nothing. You know, it was nothing. just a Facebook group. It was a Facebook page. Do you know and how many other people were in it? And were there other people who were, you know, there's like the the page and you can post on the page. And were there any other comments of people? Uh, yes, but once they made a comment, his reply was, uh, text me through something, something. I can't remember what it was. So it wouldn't show up on on um. the internet. So one time I must have caught in between his looking at the comments that people had put down because one would, uh, is this puppy still available? And I could reply to that one. I could reply to her. So I said, I said, whatever you do, do not give this man any money. He he, I paid X amount of dollars for a dog I never got. I said, his name is Harry Jason. I, I gave as much information as I possibly could to this girl. And I, matter of fact, I got two of them out of the, off of his website and I snagged them and emailed them. And I said, I told them uh, what he had done. And the one girl went somewhere else right around in her state. She was in South Carolina, I think. And she found exactly one of the puppy's little toy um, poodle that she was looking at also. And she she said, I found one. I got to go see it, hold it, and talk to the, the breeder. And I bought it from her, and she sent me pictures on my phone. And a little video of her, just the cutest little thing running around. And another red flag is the price. Every one of the websites I went to that looked looking for this type of dog that I his was, and that's just like the one that I'm getting, they run anywhere from at least the very least two thousand dollars up to five, six thousand dollars, depending on their their breeding, their paperwork, you know, and what um, kind of dog they are. But mostly the small downbred dogs are are more expensive than your bigger, like a German Shepherd that's AKC. That just means his parents were both purebred and they were registered with the American Kennel Club. So you have to really be do a little homework before you actually 
can go on the internet and purchase an animal. I the dogs are the most popular that I've seen in as far as any animal. I never looked up any other ones. But this one was so different the way that they handle everything. They are always in touch with you. It's a different concept altogether. I mean, they, they don't demand that you send this or demand that you do this or do that or download this or download that. The only thing I had is their their uh, website so that we could keep tabs on the puppy and how she was doing. And after we bought her, this was only after we chose to purchase her. Got it. So all I say, all I can do to mourn other people is just do some homework first. I mean, it's not worth the heartbreak, and it's, mm-hmm. I mean that isn't even including the loss of your money. When you start hearing about this little puppy, or you fall in love with just gonna have pictures, and and then you get nothing from it, it's it's heartbreaking, especially after I just lost a little a little one, and I was. I was missing that little companionship of a little puppy. So that's my advice to people is just do some homework. Yeah, it, it absolutely just like rips your heart out. I'm so sad for you and so sad thinking about this little puppy, you know, in a broken down car in Arizona. Like, but there is no broken down car. There is no, no. Arizona. There's no dog. And it, no. but, and I know that, and you know that because we're intelligent people, but it's still just like pulls at your gut. And especially for you, you're, you're in this situation and this new dog would have been, you said it, it was like, you know, your new companion, your new little mm-hmm. pal, and it would have been you know, symbolic too. And, you know, and, and it never, sadly, it never sadly materialized. At what point when you were texting with, with Harry and with James, you know, and I use those names in quotes mm-hmm. because those aren't their names, <laughs> uh, you know, shot in the dark. Those are not their names. But at, at what point did you realize that this was a scam? At what was it at the end, you know, after he was asking for money to, in, to repair the car? And when you said that he wasn't answering on what we did, Harry wasn't answering on WhatsApp and the account was closed on PayPal. Is that when it all connected for you? Well, actually, I was suspicious at, at Arizona, at the point of Arizona and the breakdown okay. of the car, because that's why I said, you know, no, I'm not sending you any money. I said, you get your car fixed and get Harry to send you the money. It's his puppy. And he's the one that is supposed to make, be making the money off of the puppy. He's, he's responsible. He put you in, in, in a bad position because you're supposed to be delivering it. And if something happens to your vehicle... You still have the obligation to deliver this puppy to the place where it's going. Yeah. So I says I suggest you get a hold of Harry and have him pay for your car repair. And it was after that I heard from Harry and I told him about James asking me for money, and he acted surprised, like you know, oh, 
you did? And I said, yes, and I'm not putting out any more money. I, you either put have to tell Harry you send it to him or you find a way to get that puppy to me or I'll just have to get an investigator. I, I threatened him, started threatening with a private investigator and a lawyer. I says, I've spent this much amount of money and I still don't have a puppy. I told James that he would have the $5,000 when he brought the puppy to me in cash. And then he could go on his merry way and whatever, if you decided to split that with him or give it to him completely, that was up to you. But that was between you two. I, you know, I was just waiting for you to fill your, to fill your obligation of delivering the puppy. Right. You're talking about these two, these two players back and forth, Harry and James. And in my mind, I'm like, they're either the same person or they're multiple people. And yeah. it's it's multiple people in, you know, wherever in this world, you know, pick a corner. And yeah. they have all of these, you know, little little transactions um, mm-hmm. happening. So it's just a bunch of people that are probably managing all of them and, uh, you know, trying to keep tabs on where each one is in, in this transaction process. You said that you weren't going to pursue any type of legal recourse. Were you able to connect with PayPal and get your transactions reversed? Well, I, they have a... Actually, I had to pay them. You had to pay yeah, PayPal? Yes, I had to pay PayPal. Because, Why? Because it, we thought that it didn't come out of the account. We didn't know it had, come, it had come out of the account. I wasn't familiar with PayPal in that sense and how it worked when you send money like that to an email address. The only time I've ever done anything with PayPal is when you per- make a purchase of, you know, a, a clothing item or something and you can use PayPal to pay it and it, it goes through your bank somehow or a credit card goes onto a credit card, I think is how it works. And I didn't realize that I could get into a PayPal account until we got a phone call from them saying I owed them $3,000. What? Yes. So now we're talking, we're talking a lot of money. You're, you're like, the bill's up to like 10 grand now. Well, pretty close. I mean, that would be, that would be the money that, that he got. Um, and then I, I can't remember how it worked because it came quite a bit later. And I said, why didn't you contact me sooner? And uh, I, he, I says, I need to talk to my husband about this. I'm thinking, I don't trust anybody anymore. This is getting to be ridiculous. This is Oops. PayPal.com, right? Yeah, right, right. Oh, and so he man. said, you have to speak to our fraud department. Okay. And now I'm... I, I, I'm done talking. My husband can talk to them if he wants to pursue it because it's easier for him to do it than for me to try to do it and then try to remember how what they told me to tell him when he, you know, when when he's available. So I just kind of left that part up to him, and if he wanted to take care of, you know, going ahead with illegally, 
then that would be his choice. Okay. So we can bring this sort of full circle now and that you are working with a reputable sort of dog puppy broker. That's correct, right? Okay. Oh, you've actually frozen a little bit on me. Um, That's okay. But so tell me, bring us home. Like tell us the happy ending now. There's a new puppy coming. Tell us, tell me about that. Okay, well, I found I found a, one of the sweetest little face, and I know now there was four puppies in the litter. I preferred the little female puppies, and they had several pictures of her, and she just was the sweetest little thing. Another toy poodle, but she was a different color. The first one was, was a black one, but sometimes they turn like a dark gray when they're, they're black, the poodles. And so this little one, it's, it's um, a light kind of uh, reddish tannish color. And she's a toy and she is now on her way uh, via ground uh, because they're not flying right now with the, the COVID virus. So that kind of did a, a little bit of a holdup on us getting her because she was old enough before but being as small as they are they have restrictions on how much they weigh how old they are before they can be transported either ground or air and um, she's coming by ground and i i'm in contact i haven't heard from her today but her driver contacted me to tell me that when she would be approximately the time she'd be delivered depending on traffic and circumstances and how they handle them stopping for food and water and everything that's going on so that I'm aware of her travels and I should be hearing from her probably sometime today. She's supposed to be here Thursday. This is coming from West Virginia. So she's um, a ways away from us the other side of the states no kidding and how has this communication been different i know that you said that this is above board and that you've had her akc you know sort of pedigree Mm -hmm. dossier given to you and but i mean do you just feel in your bones that this time around is different and that no one has been pushy or abrasive or none of that this time around right everything was me my questions, my, you know, concerns. And I did, I, I did ask a lot of questions and I did question a lot of their answers. Good. Because of the experience that I had with the, with the other one, I did not want to be played a fool again. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure this time that things were above board and that this was definitely a reputable company. Well, then I happened searching their website. I found report puppy scammers. They had a section where you could actually type out. And that is how you and I got, got put together is through my post of how, what my experience was with this other person and how I lost the money and didn't get a puppy. And so I, I went from there, I went 
and researched for puppy scammers. And I actually posted the same story on about altogether five other places. And I got letters thanking me. They were, everybody, uh, they said, especially now during the COVID virus thing, where people were going to be staying home so they could care for a puppy and get house broken and so forth, that this was being, uh, this was running rampant right now because of the situation with people working from home and people who were just not going to out of the house. And so... Oh, I get it, Suzanne. I'm yeah. producing a podcast about it. I get it. Oh, well, see, that, that is why it's so bad right now. Yeah. So much of it. And people just need to be aware that they have to be a little bit more cautious about everything right now. Of course. So this was, this was a hard lesson learned, but that's what life is, is about. And you just learn next time and which is what I did you get a little bit more in depth into your research about something when you're going to be putting your heart out and your money out agreed I think that that's a perfect place to end it I actually have and my interview immediately following yours is going to be with one of the executives at puppy spot Um, so he will I'll have a whole bunch of other questions for him, but I thank you so much. Oh, one last question. When your puppy arrives on Thursday, what's her name going to be? It's going to be Mimsy. Mimsy. Oh I will tell you where I got the name. That is adorable. There was the sweetest movie that was out quite a few years ago, and it was a little girl. It was an animated one, but it was very well done, sort of like a a Disney movie might be, or like Winnie the Pooh. But it was about this little girl, and she had a little stuffed bunny that she named Mimsy. And if, if I guess her family, they would make these little bunnies and, and give them to children as they came on, you know, came down the line and from mother to daughter, daughter to daughter. And she named hers Mimsy, and I don't remember why, but it was, it was she was going to be the last one to receive a Mimsy. They, I guess, they all called them Mimsy, but it was the movie was called The Last Mimsy, and there's a book of it, and there's also a little stuffed toy that looks like the one that she had in the movie. And when I saw that little face. It just, she just looked like a little stuffed dog. She didn't look real. And I thought that was the perfect name for a little face like that would be Mimsy. And so that's, that's what she's been called. I love it. <laughs> and one more thing, I just a, a tag on it. The breeder named her Hope for the page because they, they name their puppies so that they can be identified, you know, when they're being sold. And her name was Hope. Now, I put a little bit of my heart into her name. Yeah, that's so poetic. There's hope that this is going to work out. Yeah. So Mimsy is my little Hope puppy. (laughs) Oh. Well, safe travels to Mimsy. She is probably somewhere... 
around Texas or something by now. Um, but I, I hope that she gets to you. I know that she'll arrive to you and um, you guys are going to be in love and fast oh, friends. Yeah. And we'll be sending pictures. Oh, good. Of, um, I was going to ask. Go on Puppy Spot. There's, I think they're called wet nose kisses or something. Oh. Uh, you can post your picture once your puppy arrives. You can have pictures of, of your puppy sent sent to them and they post them up there so people can see that they, some of them are at the airport, but that was before the virus. Mm-hmm. And then there's some of them that are just at their homes. So we'll, we'll be posting Mimsy's picture when, when she gets here and people who want to check it out, puppy spot, I'm, would say uh, look you know, look for Mimsy. <laughs> In our next episode, we'll hear from Eleanor and how her search for a dog took her in a car 600 miles round trip to a cat sanctuary. Illegal Tender is made by Yahoo Finance from our homes in New York City. This season was written and hosted by me, Stephanie Asimkos. Illegal Tender was created, edited, and produced by Alex Sugg. Thank you to Josh Kreinberg and the team at Puppy Spot for sharing your knowledge. And thank you to Suzanne Smith and Eleanor for sharing your stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review for the show. Until next time, thank you for listening to Illegal Tender. Legal Tender.